With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a crowd podcast. There is no sport like boxing to cover. What's the worst thing that's happened on air? He ran up the stairs and then got a show me love came on and he danced to the ring. They are there because they are good enough. Full house, wall house. And I think in boxing, there really is no other sport quite like it. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How the devil are you? I'm brilliant. Um, it's lovely to see you. I mean, it's, it's like an every other day type thing now, isn't it? I'll see you Saturday nights, Mondays. Now we're here Wednesday, hump day. It's lovely to see you. How are you? You too. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Um, been a great week so far. It's only going to get better. Have you moved in completely? Yeah, but you know what? It's one of them where, you know, when you move in somewhere and you sort of unpack to about 90%, so everything is operational. So then you just kind of, there's still some stuff I haven't sorted out yet. And I can't be asked because everything's working. As, as long as everything works, it's fine. So not quite, but thanks for um, reminding me of that. It's sort of like a cloud that hangs over me and I'd shaken it off this morning, but now you've you've re, uh, reformed it over, above my head. So thanks for that. So maybe the rest of the week won't be so good, but we've got a good episode to look forward to today, George. Before then though, I want you to go, if you haven't gone and listened to our How About That on Monday, then go back, listen to How About That on Monday. Not that this won't make any sense. This is a standalone show deck. This, this, this episode will last for eternity. It will not age, but... If you fancy it, in fact, no, actually, you can listen to this one first, then you can go back and listen to Monday. But just a heads up that we did one Monday. We did. Of course, everyone listening has already hit the follow button, so they know that already. But um, if you haven't, do so. Go and listen to it. It's the Joshua recap. But we're back to regular programme. But before we get into our episode, George, we've had some people get in touch. How have they got in touch, first of all, this first person? A couple of emails, these two. Okay, ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Of course, socials as well is available. But Matt Freeman, he wanted to get in touch and ask a slightly longer question that wouldn't have fit into a tweet so he's emailed us which is um ingenious he said hi george hi deck proper love the pod i write with a question regarding stoppages can either of you foresee a future where more rules are put in place to err on the side of caution a return to the three knockdown rule for instance or just one heavy knockdown and you're out i appreciate we wouldn't get fights like wood conlon using a system like this but it would be great to hear your take on this keep up the good work chaps 
Matt. Thank you, Matt. Three knockdown rule for people who don't know. It's not really in effect anymore ever, but it used to be if you got knocked down three times in the same round, you were automatically stopped. Whether or not you got up from the third and you looked like you could continue, that was you gone. In reality, if you've been dropped three times in a round, you're probably just about ready to be stopped anyway. But um, it used to be an actual rule. It's very rarely in, in place now. Do you have um, Saved by the Bell deck? Do they still have Saved by the Bell? Not the TV no. show from like the early 90s. <laughs> Zach but- Morris. If you, you've seen it sometimes, to so say if you get dropped right before the end and the bell goes, they still administer a count and the referee still does the same checks and then he'll send him back to the corner. He is well within his rights to stop the fight at that point. A lot of the time, unless it's really bad, the ref will go, okay, well, he's got a minute to recover here. I won't stop it at this point. I'll let him sit down and then we'll we'll have a look at the start of the next round. Um, But I think more generally what Matt's saying, it's a balancing act, isn't it? You're going, the sport still needs to be, it's a blood sport that people watch for that reason. They want to see action. But at what point do you draw the line to keep fighters safe. I'm sort of like, I don't really like the, the stopping on the on the air of caution. It's not really what boxing's about for me. It, it, you do know what you sign up for and you should be given every possible chance of fighting on and winning because a loss can be just so devastating. We'll talk about Wood Conlon being an amazing fight because we got to see the fight, you know? If it's a mismatch and someone's come just to get paid and they've already gone down and maybe it should get stopped, then sure. But yeah, if there is a heavy knockdown, then usually the fight's over anyway, you know? I think certainly our our referees on this side of the pond compared to the States are a lot more compassionate compared to what's out out there. Because sometimes you're wondering, does does the corner want to stop it? Do they not? Are they worried about what the fight is going to think of them? Does the referee like, well, he's waiting for a second. He's like, the corner knowing better than I do. I can't, I can't throw the t- If they throw the towel in, I'll acknowledge it and then maybe stop it. It's a tough job for the referee and they don't want to make any mistakes. They've got to do what they've got to do. But I don't think so, Deg. I don't think so. I don't think there's any, any need to change. How about you? For the most part, they get it just about right. And something like the three knockdown rule... If they, if they put that into place, it only ever exceptional circumstances where it happens where you're dropped three times and allowed to continue. I think the refs get it quite right most of the time and so do the corners. should say as well, like you mentioned, America allow a, like a, just a handful more punches, a bit more of a beating before jumping in. And it's one of the main, re- main differences between amateur and professional boxing. Amateur boxing, stuff is stopped straight away. Good question, Matt. Thanks for that. Who else we had, George? Yeah, we've had an email from Jack. How do I say his last name? Buchan. Buchan. I'm gonna say Buchan. I really want to know. So, Jack, can you tell us phonetically how that's how how we're saying that Buchan, B-U-C-H-A-N. It's like Buchanan, the short version. No it's there? like yeah. it's like Pokemon. He's the first stage of Buchanan. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, "Hey, George and Deck!" Exclamation mark. Just finished listening to the Brandon Scott episode. What a character! Exclamation mark. Being a massive fan of the podcast over the past year, especially the Barry, Eddie, and Moses Ituma episodes. Barry could be McGuigan, could be. Hearn, could be Jones. I reckon he's all the Barrys. Great guest for the pods would be Tony Bowie. Always a character is Tony. Yep, we're working on Tony. Want to get Tony on. Saw Tony at the weekend. Didn't nag him about the pod. You he's know, got his own pod, is not he, as well? He's got his own pod, yeah. 
I mean, he is big time, isn't he, Tony? So that would be a, a massive scoop if we can get Tony on. But yeah, Tony's in the, in the works. Get Tony on soon, hopefully. Big love from Glasgow, Scotland, from Jack Buchanan. P.S. Any chance of a shout out for my dad, Donny? So consider it done. Shout out, Donny. Big up yourself, Donny and Jack. Moses Atoma episode. I was speaking to Andy Lee at the weekend, who was also working, the great Andy Lee, who we're still trying to get in the club officially. He said he loved the Moses Atoma episode, so that one's gone down well. Tony Bellew, yeah, that'd be fun. But before that, George, we've got an actual episode. She is, of course, the presenter on Sky Sports, predominantly Sky Sports Boxing. She loves her boxing. She loves her fitness. So we had to get her on the pod. It's none other than Anna Warhouse. Let's get her in. Today we have a presenter. Yes, we have. In the club. A fitness fanatic, a journalist and a figurehead at Sky Sports Boxing it's Anna Warhouse did I just slip you £10 under the table George <laughs> figurehead figurehead certainly a figurehead you said if we had another presenter we've had your what would you call Johnny Nelson right hand man yeah. he's normally on your left though isn't he that's Johnny's good side yeah, yeah. he insists on with that with his flip flops on only insists on being on the left hand side really no <laughs> We were debating. Not so- starting that room. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could get because the thing is with Johnny, he gave us some good tips about presenting, and obviously he came at it from a boxing angle. Yeah. But you're just a professional presenter, so we can compare the two, and you should be outshining Johnny in the presenting game. They're two very different. Well, Johnny's Johnny's actually he is a presenter, yes, but he's a pundit as well. So he he's the fountain of knowledge, isn't it? I always describe my job as the ringmaster. I guess I'm basically here to extract the information and sort of navigate the show ringmaster controls the clowns don't they <laughs> well speak for yourself George, sometimes with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go and the, yeah and the lions uh, okay well let's take it all the way back then how do you become a presenter what was your route into not boxing but that the media as such well it wasn't what i sort of set out to do necessarily my my actual background was i went to leeds uni and did a degree in music so like classical music that was my thing but i didn't really want to pursue that as in I didn't have enough love for it do you know what I mean to to, to pursue that and be like a soloist or something so I've always been into sport dancing as well was my background I danced for 24 years of my life so the two and two came together I rang basically a local radio station when I was 19 at uni and begged them for work experience and I made tea for many years for my local BBC station um, answered phones, did everything I could to kind of get a foot in the door and and learn the ropes, travel between sort of Peterborough and Cambridge, any shifts, early's, late's, whatever. And then I did a postgrad in journalism. And then that's where it all sort of started in radio. In fact, I used to work for a, um, a station called BBC Radio Sheffield. I was very much a junior there on the breakfast show. And I used to open the gate for our very own Johnny Nelson. So he used to come in as a guest and I'd go downstairs He'd come in in his Range Rover and I'd make his tea. So this was radio that had like sports stars on as well. It's like your BBC local radio station. Yeah. And we, we did a breakfast show and I was sort of the girl on the breakfast show and also read the news and did sport. Can you remember Johnny coming through yeah. the door? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was he like? Was he nice? Was he charming? Super nice. Did he throw his keys at you Super and Super nice. I'm not out. just saying that. He a true gentleman. How far does that go? Being nice and being personable in that industry? Because people often think like big names are wankers generally, but <laughs> the ones who aren't and sometimes they re- people love them. My thing is always 
always been be nice mm. because it doesn't matter where you are, where you're starting, because one day you could be that person that is making the tea, right? And if someone's not particularly nice to you that's above you or even a presenter or something like that, one day that person might be either doing your job or might even be your boss. So I've always had in my head of going, just treat people with respect and be be nice, basically. So that's always been my thing. Am I nice to work with, George? Yeah, no, lovely. I bring you snacks, don't I? You're the snack bringer. I'm always the snack so bringer. So people would probably assume that people bring you snacks. No. No? Well, yeah, no, they do. We have a lovely lover runner called George as well. Go on, George. Who is, is brilliant. I've got to say that what's annoying about you lot working for Sky and actually working for the broadcaster generally is you're always just inundated with snacks and then us couple of rows back in the press absolute Do you not jack get anything? shit no and not only not don't get anything we're not allowed to take anything in so often you get a bottle of water taken out your bag and it's like I'm here for 5 6 hours you lot have got like haribo drink sandwiches it's like oh god get well, a chocolate sky <laughs> anytime you want a person yeah i'll be like Give us a Percy or pick. A, a chocolate bar, grenade bar, fruit. What else do I bring? Nuts. And this is really healthy. Mm. You want to find Johnny. Johnny Johnny's yeah. usually Johnny's on my sort of wavelength. What's that? Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so boxing then. So that's a route into the presenting world. Yeah. Started out in radio yeah. and then did that for sort of several years. I came down to London to work for a PR company, actually. Nothing to do with this at all. Was just trying to get a foot in the door anywhere I could. And then back up north was a production company that were sort of doing a show for ice hockey for Sky. And I ended up doing three seasons of ice hockey presenting for Sky via a production company before I went to Sky Sports in, I think, 2011. Did you have any ice hockey experience? None. Did Absolutely you have to present none. wearing skates? No, on the ice. do I present wearing boxing gloves? Maybe you should. No, but you don't necessarily have to have the gloves on, but you got to climb in the ring from time to time. And I would have thought like that might have been one of the needs for the job. You're like, right, we need to interview the lead scorer. They put like a little mat down. Oh, so you, you walk across the oh, mat? Oh, so you just yeah. walk on? Oh, what? With you normal don't, shoes? You don't exactly walk like Bambi, skidding <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> She's going to stack it. <laughs> I think it's an interesting point though, because in your role, you don't necessarily need to know the subject matter like what you said there you you need an understanding mm. but so you're going into ice hockey and being like okay where do I start here it's immerse yourself watch a shitload of ice hockey you know talk to people research I kind of treat things even now right any fight that I do I treat it a bit like an exam and I'll still make my notes and I'm a bit weird like that that I, I just like I have a routine you're right that as a presenter you're not necessarily there to be the fountain of knowledge like George I haven't had experience in the ring I've, I, I will never have that but you still need to have an understanding and you know a reasonable level of knowledge that if we're having a conversation you can sort of yeah. come back and not make an absolute idiot yourself and also I think you enjoy it more if you know something about it yeah you take so and people see through it I think yeah. viewers see through it if you're like no idea what this person say like is going on about and then that totally leads the mm -hmm. the expert when did you start in boxing that yeah, was, it felt like you really burst onto the scene in boxing when was that that was 2017 who was presenting whose sort of role did you which job did you from? Whose job did I nick I don't think I nicked it you the first it. female for no a while. so Kate Abdo did a bit before oh yeah and then Kate moved to America and she was going to come back and I think just do the pay-per-views but that didn't sort of happen I did an overnight that was my first ever one I think it was Baddie Jack my first ever overnight. That was that James was a, yeah, that was a real oh, yeah. sort of New induction York. into boxing of not only not really covered the sport, but then you're on an overnight as well. Which, as a presenter, they're they're pretty brutal because you're you're starting at midnight and then you're not finishing until sort of six in the morning. But yeah, that that's how it started. So I did a few of those shows and then 
got the call from the, the, the boss saying, do you want to do some more? Are you doing live stuff with the ice hockey? What were the differences? Ice hockey and, and boxing? Yeah. One wears skates, one wears gloves, you know? Very good. <laughs> Generally the floor, what the floor's Very made good. of. And what was different for you presenting? In terms of sports, so I, I presented netball, sports news for years, ice hockey, rugby league. I've covered a range of sports, football. There is no sport like boxing to cover. And I, I really do stand by that as a presenter. In boxing, it's so unpredictable, right? So you can it can go one round, it can go 40 seconds, it can go the full distance. You just don't know. So you've got to be prepared. So sometimes you'll have, you know, a two-minute fill, a five-minute fill, but sometimes you might be filling for an hour. Say we had that situation not so long back. I think it was the Poland show we did, and two ambulances had left so they can't continue with the boxing yeah. and also we were back in a studio in London so it, that makes it even more tricky in a way because you're not there so you can't really feed off the atmosphere so you're sort of getting delayed relayed messages back from the team in Poland and we had I think it was a 50 minute fill 5-0 I remember and, I was watching it yeah was it painful? <laughs> did really well <laughs> <laughs> but that is when so when you say you know you know, you kind of you need to know what you're talking about yeah, because you, feel it. you know in football you know you're going to have your preamble you're going to have your 45 Five minutes you're gonna have your half time and then you're gonna have the next bit and then you're gonna have the post-game analysis in boxing you just don't know what's gonna happen and it is so reactive as well is that fun or is that annoying i love it oh do you i love the chaos really? yeah <laughs> like when when the nights go a bit peaked there is well, some chaos at ringside yeah and mm. that's the thing as well in boxing you know the noise i think unless you've been ringside and in particular some, some of the bigger events the stadium events it is so loud and I've got three or four people talking in my ear at one time. I'm trying to listen to what the guests are saying. I'm trying to think where I'm going next. When the noise is that loud, sometimes when you can't even hear yourself speak, maybe just try it. It's, it's really, really tricky. It really is. It is. <laughs> Present company notwithstanding, but obviously you're working with non-professionals in terms of broadcasters. And sometimes you like you get regular guests and people who do it a lot, and so mm. they've experienced and they know what they're doing. But when you get maybe a current boxer or someone who is not their profession, you kind of have to lead the way and you have to help them through it. Do you know straight away it's like oh, this person's really good at this, or this person's not really handling this well? And how in terms do you, of what how the how they're on air, how they talk and like yeah. the answers they give and what you can kind of extract from them. Yeah, definitely. Or you have the other way that you'll be having a chat off air and you'll be saying, right, I always try and say, let's just have some fun. With this conversation try not to overthink it you know interject if you want to interject so it's not just question and answer all the time and sometimes you have they'll be chatting away off air you'll be you know watching the fire blah, 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 blah. and then as soon as the camera comes on one word answers and you're thinking oh shit <laughs> yeah. I'm in for a long one here but that's kind of your job isn't it to, to get it out of them but yeah you do have you do have some people that you know they're going to be good. They just get it. For example, someone like Dan Aziz, right? Yeah. He he did Pick his first Dan show Aziz. with us. That was the Poland what show. What a talker I think it was. he is. Right. Yeah. But I remember him beforehand, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he was a little bit apprehensive, a bit nervous because it suddenly dawned on him. I remember him saying, shit, this is Sky Sports, you know? And I think we forget because we're doing it all the time that, you know, live telly can be a bit daunting, but he was great. You know, he was someone that the lights went on, you asking the questions, and he just got it and loved it and was really insightful, fun. He kind of had the really sort of good lens. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Throw your mind back. Be honest here, George. What was it like your first time on Sky and like the lights go on and you're like, oh shit. Or were you just like, this is easy work? Way before presenting, I had it when you're getting interviewed when you're anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Did you question, enjoy that prep. stuff? Did you enjoy like fight week? At the very start, I remember the first press conference to I turned pro and it was a haymaker press conference. And I was like, they signed a bunch of fighters and I said, can I sit on the top table? I was like, <laughs> yes, I always remember myself busy. And um, I didn't know anyone in the room. And I gave Spencer fear on like the best 45 minutes work you'd ever get. Like I didn't have a clue who he was. He could have been the head of Sky Sports or just an absolute chancer. I'm not sure where he fits on, on the schedule, Joe. But, and I don't know if that even saw the light of day, that interview. But um, I think by the time we got round to covering shows, I don't know if I've ever done any during... I mean, I've done like definitely done some comms and that while I was still boxing. But yeah, I find that the visual stuff a lot more daunting than the blow to blow, which some people the other way around. What, as in like st- the visual stuff, standing there with Anna? Yeah, standing chatting. there with Anna, yeah. chatting. Because... What would you call, is that, that's a pundit? Yeah, pundit. So pundit. then you have commentator and a co-com, that, they're the ones that talk through the fight. Commentators are talking through the fight, yeah. yep. And then you've got me as a presenter, and then the pundits would be like George, yeah. Johnny. Johnny, yeah. And some a, a another usually. Yeah. Okay. So I that's the hard bit, is it for you, George? Well, it's definitely harder. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely harder. Because sometimes I can't hear Anna. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> Welcome to the, the, the mics <laughs> fell out the back. It can be sometimes unbearably loud, can't yeah, it? Yeah, it's chaos. And I know she's got producers and who else is in your ear, Anna? I had the director who is sort of directing camera where we're going next then you've got a producer that is sort of overseeing the content and then we have what's called a DA a director's assistant that gives us a count so if we have to hit certain timings to say get to Big Mo or when the ring walks are going or hit a break you've got a count in your ear as well and there could be something else as well you also have background noise as well going on in the truck and the OB you have to sort of just block it out I always say that if, if you want to be a presenter you've got to kind of be good at multitasking what's the hardest bit so you just explained that like it's a big job and you're like a conductor throughout the night what bit did you really find difficult or maybe still do or the bit that you're like this is my not my strongest suit the thing getting used to it is definitely i, I keep saying it it's the noise really and the that's un- unpredictability that yeah, yeah. It, it's not bad it's not yeah. like it's bad but it's a challenge it's a challenge and it's something that you really have to adjust to because i think a lot of other sports you know, you could be in a studio. It's it's more of a controlled environment. When we do a studio show, it, it's totally different. And then we all sit there in the studio going, God, I wish we were there. You know, I wish my ears were bleeding so I could hear the noise and the atmosphere and, and soak it up. But probably that, the unpredictability of it was was an adjustment as well. The mayhem and the chaos. 
becomes the fun and and what you really enjoy. And I think in boxing, there really is no other sport quite like it. You got to be excited sometimes. Well, all the time. It's easy, like for me or maybe at most ex fighters to just not to criticize, but to go into this is what could have been better because that will outweigh what they've done well. 10 to 1 because that's how that's how fighters minds work but you're like you want to give praise where when when praise is due and then soften the bits where they maybe didn't quite put Go it on, off speak your mind George if it's Lawrence O'Coley, uh, Lawrence O'Coley in a world title fight and all he's done and he hasn't got rid of David Light and there's been a lot of holding but it's Lawrence O'Coley's big night back on Sky mm. it's no good for anyone if we all just go I, oh, that I, was shit wasn't I it I disagree though because I do actually think and I I do think we do try and keep it real I really do if it's not a great fight I'd like to think that we do say you know it, it didn't catch fire it, absolutely it I, I, totally I don't agree think we'd you. ever say, we, well I know I'd never say I've been on say. other broadcasters where mm. that's not the case mm. what's the worst thing that's happened on air and what are the things that you're like you know when you're going into work and you're like don't let this happen tonight all the time when you're doing live TV you are I think nervous is it uh, well, yeah do you still feel the nerves 100% not not in the sense of it's oh god I don't want to do this it's more of an excitement nerves what's the worst thing that can happen then? what are you most nervous about in terms of Ofcom we have to apologise if, if someone swears yeah this is no a good no matter bit. what time of night it is so it, basically I hear what anyone's saying when they're shouting this going for god's sake it's past nine o'clock that it's fine but we have to problem is you, you can turn into a meme like on any given night if you say something wrong it will be yeah. circulating forever <laughs> like we've seen I'm sure some of your colleagues at Sky Sky Sports News all the time they're tripping up by accident saying but something do you know wrong. what it, again I'm it's live TV, so things are going to go wrong. You are going to make mistakes. You cannot, as well in boxing, you know, it's, they're long shows. Sometimes you can be on air for six, seven plus hours at a time. You're human. Do you know what I mean? You will make mistakes in that time. You will say the wrong word. You might, you know, stutter a little bit because that's what happens. It's live. It's six, seven hours it's going to happen. Think the things that scare me are probably things that you you can't see. It's losing comms with the truck or not knowing particularly where you're going next. I don't mind filling. I don't mind talking. Quite often, sometimes, those times to fill will be right just before main event. Say if you're, you're doing a big pay-per-view and then it's so loud, you can't hear the truck. I can't hear my director. I can't hear my producer. I'm looking at the floor manager, hoping they've got a bit of paper they can scribble, basically, of going throw to comms or throw to the MC. But it's just losing that. Sometimes that can be a bit unnerving. I quite like the, uh, the noise and the chaos in my ear. But yeah, yeah, that, that's, pr- that's probably the most unnerving thing for a presenter is, is not having that sort of comms. Mm. What's the worst question you've ever asked? Anything oh to bring God. to mind? Have you ever asked something really daft? <laughs> really have or have you ever got like a ridiculous answer back and you're like, I've got no follow on for that? <laughs> not because it was short, uh, but just because it's absolute waffle. Have I, you mem- seen I remember my- a moment with Dillian White. God, this is a few years ago now. I can't remember where we were. Maybe it was Cardiff. It was definitely an AJ fight. And he was our pundit for the night, but he was, he basically wanted to get in the ring. It was one of those moments that I said what I said and it was out my mouth before I could even think about it, really. He was not happy. He was just sort of a bit grumpy that he was having to do a bit with us. And uh, I think I asked him a question and he said, well, I don't know why I'm, I'm even here. And before I could even think about what I was saying, I said, well, you're here because we're paying you to be here and we lo- we're we loving having you here. And he just didn't know what to say. And it was one of those moments of going, this could go one or two ways. I'm either yeah, getting laid out with him, yeah. or he's going to walk off. But it was all fine. It was all in jest. Have you seen my fight with Chris Eubank Jr.? And Bad you've fight. got 
Naz Nazim oh, Hamid mate, he's in yes, the studio yeah. after the yeah, fight have you yeah, seen the yeah, clip yeah. I have yeah so what would happen what would you if you're anchoring that and he turns and he goes quit he's like I think I think he should give up in and fact, you know so, this is gold this is amazing yeah. this is the best bit of telly you've got to perform because you're part of it what would you be thinking and feeling how would you have handled that knowing me I'd probably say something back that's your opinion blah blah and throw it onto someone else and let them mop up Pass, pass that hot That's potato. a professional. <laughs> Without going too much into like the politics of it, but mm. obviously Sky and Matchroom, there was this big change. It was a big change for you and your job in the Matchroom and the Eddie and Sky was all one big party really. And then Eddie took it off to zone and Sky sort of had to come again. In terms of your role as a presenter, did it feel like exciting times? It definitely felt like we were doing something different. It was an exciting change for us. In terms of my role, what I do, nothing really changed. No. I think now we're trying to do some different things with the shows. I mean, certainly in Bournemouth, we had a bit of fun, didn't we? Dotting around the, the stadium, which I think adds a bit to the show. Yeah. So you're not just staying in, in one place. We did a few walk and talks and did a bit with you, didn't I, George? Standing on a platform somewhere else. And I think that kind of keeps it pacey. It keeps it exciting. It keeps it fresh. And I think that is what we are trying to do. Whether we always get it right, maybe not but we are trying different things and I, th I think it's for the most part working and I, that's what I love I love trying new things and sort of pushing the show forward mm. do you have a chance to give your input yeah like yeah. and pitch ideas in fight week we will sit down for you know a, a good half an hour an hour go through the show talk through ideas I might suggest something they might say oh my god that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life no or they might say yeah let's give it a go they equally will say how do you feel about doing this they will never put me in a situation that you don't feel comfortable in because end of the day you've got to be the person in front of the camera but I'd like to think that they know I, I'd like to try some new things and, and that's what we, we do but it's very much an open dialogue between myself and, and whoever's producing of course probably more so when you started but it's a very male dominated industry but definitely this sport in particular how difficult or challenging has that been and how important do you think it is for there to be sort of representation particularly in, when you first started on Sky do you know what when I when I first started and maybe this is looking back a blessing I didn't really think about it I genuinely didn't think I'm a woman stepping into a man's world and also I don't really think I was ever made to feel that way I get asked the question a lot how do you feel as a woman working in a man's world I'd be very rich if I had a pound for every time I was asked that but I never really experienced anything too negative. I think the biggest thing was it was such a change in terms of a female full-time presenting the boxing that maybe that took a little adjustment. And I certainly felt like I had to prove myself in terms of the, the boxing fans are very knowledgeable. They're very protective as well of the sport. And rightly so. I get it. I understand that. I felt like I wanted to prove myself. Maybe I was putting the pressure on myself more than anyone, but I wanted to prove that I could sort of hold my own and do what I'm doing but do what I'm doing not for being a female do what I'm doing because I should be doing that job and I think that's a really important thing to say about women's sport and, and sorry sport in general any female representation commentators presenters they are there on their own merit you know I, I get really fed up of reading about oh it's a woman presenting that sport they are there because they are good enough man or woman mm. full stop well, we've seen it with the emergence yeah. of women's boxing. That was That's like 2017. Just gone from strength to strength. Yeah. It really has, like, in particular, the last two years, I think. How has that been for you? Because you were sort of obviously before. So, 2017 is when you started at, yeah, yeah, so at Sky. Yeah, Early days, sort of Katie Taylor. Yeah, so you were there for that whole influx yeah, and that yeah. massive change in the, in the sport. But I think last October, when we did the all female card, that genuinely was like a really pivotal 
watershed moment, I think, that the dial was definitely moving in, in the right way. That car was there again. It was there on merit for being, it was just a bloody good card, you know, and it, it delivered. I think we had over 1 million viewers. It wasn't, you know, a pay-per-view. It was just a, a normal you know, you, you didn't have to pay for it. You just watch it on the TV. Um, and then I think some of the clips I was reading the other day, six million views of some of the Shields Marshall clips. That's amazing to see how far it's come. And I think there's still a way to go. I I really believe that. But I think it's come a long way. Absolutely brilliant. Some of my favorite fights have been yeah. have been the women's fights. Well, it had to go through that. You got to have a female card, a female fight on the card on the telly just to get people's eyeballs used to it i think you know and because they don't have that depth of fighters that you have in male boxing so definitely at a point now where they can comfortably um have main event female mm. but that's shows. what i mean that that card last october to me really was kind of like okay i know there's still a way to go i know there's a lot of talk about will we ever get complete parity and then the the pay comes into that of whether the the, the women will be paid as well as the men full stop but then then you can open the debate to should they be doing three minute rounds you know will that happen i hope it happens I haven't spoken to a fighter, a female fighter that isn't really open to fighting three-minute rounds. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre why that's yeah, Although, saying say that, Ellie, we had Ellie Scotney and she had said two things in particular. One, the two-minute rounds, if they go to three, it will be a disaster for the non-elite because it's like, how the fuck do I go from two to three? It, like, she'd be all right and the elite athletes and whatnot would be all right, but the sort of maybe part-time ones or fringe level, they might struggle with it. So we might get a bigger disparity. But what she also said is that COVID was the best thing that could have ever happened to women's boxing because there was obviously a reduction in income for shows, for promoters. And then it was like, well, we need to put some big fights on. We haven't got any money. And she was like, well, we get paid. They pay us less. So then we get big fights on these on these cards like a fight camp and all those sorts of things. Would you agree with that, that COVID was the sort of turning point for women's boxing? And that's why it's kind of so strong and rich at the moment. I think as well in COVID, there were so many more eyeballs on the shows. Because yeah, there's nothing people to do. No, which, that, <laughs> yeah, it's true. More people, I think, were watching it because there was nothing else, you know, and it was a concentrated audience. Those matchroom shows, they were great in the garden. And yeah, I, I think I do agree with that, that that was a big push in terms of progressing women's boxing during that time. I, I really agree with that. Before we could do your feature, George, should we do some top tips? So what we want to know is say someone's listening to this and they're like, I'd love to work in sport. I'd love to work in boxing. What would you say to them? The thing that I didn't have when I was younger and I wanted to do this job is YouTube. You can make your own show now and, and start presenting on your own YouTube, right? TikTok, whatever. Just get experience in front of the camera, speak in front of the mirror. Practice your mates talking in your ear and you, you could have a conversation with someone else, multitasking, that kind of thing. Start doing your own thing. Do you think it's more competitive now than it was before? Everyone thinks they're a model because everyone can take a picture of themselves and post it online. Does everyone think they're Would a presenter that, now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you won't find many selfies of me online but um, is it more competitive and then do you ever feel the pressure like of boxing being a fighter is competitive but you know if you keep winning essentially you're going to get to the top whereas you can keep presenting amazingly but I think is there it, a nervousness about oh, are they going to have a shuffle around they're going to pull boxing are they going to stick me the on tennis that's the business and I think you've got to be at peace with that I always think there's always going to be someone better there's always going to be someone younger just stay in your own lane 
run your own race. As long as I'm enjoying it and I can keep doing it as long as I can, then I'm kind of good with that. Yeah, of course, there's always going to be people coming through. And I, I think now with all YouTubers and things like that, yeah, of course, there's a bit of a threat to our, to our job. We probably are a bit of a dying breed as old old fashioned presenters. I don't think you can overthink that too much because, yeah, it's just going to happen. It's the nature of the beast in, in this job. Let's have a break there, George, and then we've got to do the best feature ever. This is the best one we've ever done, isn't it? One written by you. This is the best feature so we'll we've be back, ever done. we'll be back in a sec. We have Anna Wallhouse on the show today. So it's Anna Wallhouse feature. Names, it's quite hard to be honest, but I've named the feature Boom. Full House, Wall House. How long did you take to think of that? I was. I thought there was some sort of yeah, game of show that help. had Full House in it, but I couldn't find one. What's the premise then? Come on. Right, the premise is, right? None of us have had any input on this, Anna. He oh, totally wrote this on his own. Me. Yeah, could be anything. This worries me, George. Right, it's a sports presenter today, so the feature has to relate. Both answers are the same. I just basically just want the last name. One question is about a TV slash radio presenter. The other is about a boxer. Ooh. Oh. So it's first come, it's, it's... um. Is it you go, I go? We buzz no, 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 no. You can tend to buzz in. You're in trouble, Anna. First, first one. Presented live and kicking in the nineties alongside Jamie Finkston. Oh. Female Zoe super band and weight. Just need oh, the last one. Brilliant. Ball one nil to you. Right. Weakest what was the, what was the boxer? Rachel Ball. Rachel Ball. Yeah. Super featherweight, bantamweight, seven to one. Right, weakest link presenter, Welsh world champion, oh. lost to Naz. Uh, oh. What's the second one? What's the boxing one? Welsh what? boxer lost to Naz. Oh, Robinson. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Question three: Gladiators presenter, nineties, and Fashion. first black heavyweight champion, world champion. Johnson. Yeah. Orika Johnson oh. and Jack. Johnson. Come on, you have Fashion. That was a great show, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really. What it's Gladiators? Back, it's come, it you back. could go on that. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Go on, carry on. Long-time presenter of uh, Question of Sport, British. Oh, uh, what's her name? Um, champion, Barnet. What? What's her name? Bentley. No. No. British what? Super British middleweight world champion from Barnet. I, I can think. I can. I can see it. Baker. Bad. No. No. Fuck. Barker. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's your keep score. Darren, Darren, Darren Barker. Barker. He got Darren Baker, didn't he? But in his uh, world title fight. Heart attack presenter. Buchanan. Oh, yeah, come on. Is that too old? Definitely zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it watches it now. Fucking yeah. all right. Watch a rerun. Right. Time team presenter, also known oh. as Baldrick. Yes. What's uh, his name? Tap dancing middleweight legend. R Robinson? Yeah. Again? Yes, Tony Robinson. Yeah, Tony yes. Robinson. Yes. Right. New Essex all star family fortune presenter. Unbeaten heavyweight I don't contender. Watch this. Angel, Angel Fernandez trains. Oh, uh, Clark. Yeah, Rylan Clark. Rylan, I fucking yeah. love Rylan. Songs Big of up Praise Rylan. presenter. I feel like I peaked too soon. Yeah, like you the did. First one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Right, songs of praise presenter. Always walking in the air. Welsh featherweight. Jones. Oh, yeah, very Alan good. Jones, yeah. OG uh, Big Brother presenter. Crying heavyweight world champion. McCall. Oh, that's oh. got to be a draw. Come on. Right, TV burp guy. The TV burper. Oh. Wears glasses. Shaved head. Hill. Hill. Oh, yeah. Very good. Come right. back. Come on, McCall. Yeah, come on. Right. Physicist presenter. Oh, loves the stars. Say, start that again. Radio 4. George, start I can't that again. say that word. That's why. Physicist. Yeah, Physicist. Physicist. Oh, that guy. I right, know. presenter. Cox. Astrologer. Brian yeah. Cox. Yes. Jamie Cox. Win the legend. Yeah. <laughs> Northern Irish presenter. Married to Ruth. Eastern assassin. Bones. Oh, oh, very good. <laughs> Did you say? Very good. No, I just. You said roof, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Presenter. Oh. He's had loads of roles. GMTV, Lorraine, Live and Kicking, Good Morning. 
O'Leary. No, with Nigerian heavyweight, lost to James. Samuel Peter. 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 Yeah, Andy Peters. Peters. Yeah, his name's Peter though, single singular, but it's fine. Andy Peters. Or Samuel yeah, Peters. Samuel Peter. That's nice, nice Peters. Right. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Samuel. Right, host. Right, this was a stretch. Right, hosts her own show <laughs> called the Real DIY Show, 2000, but she's known for being a panelist, loose women. And Brighton heavyweight, Sam Tommy. Welch. Welch. Come Denise on, Welch. Denise Welch. Right, former gymnast, BBC presenter, final score, sports personality, with middleweight, no, welterweight, who lost to Takalu, Jamie Moore, spent, but beat Spencer Fearon. Logan? No. Yeah. Oh, Gary come Logan. on, Gary Logan. Gary yeah. Logan and... Gabby Logan. Gabby Logan. Gabby right. Logan. Right, what not to wear presenter. Got one. And WBC super middleweight champion, 98 to 99. Oh, Woodall. Woodall, yes. Come on. Trini Woodall. Trini Woodall. I think I say Goodall, yeah. It is Trini Goodall. It says Woodall. Is it Woodall? Oh, it's fucking Woodall. Woodall. Right, listen. <laughs> Google. Trini and Susanna. <laughs> Another Don't question. What not to wear presenter. Susanna Reid. you Googling it? No. <laughs> No, I'm looking, I'm looking at Trini Goodall. That is Woodall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. And I got right. Reed. I knew that was coming. Right. And you got Reed. Yeah. And, and I was really excited who's to the get other this Pele Reed. No, and WBC Super Middleweight Champion 96 Robin Reed. Oh, very Robin good. Reed. That's Literally, very good. I had two years between each other. Anna, what you don't understand is how excited you would have been by those two questions that you put together there. <laughs> Fucked it, <laughs> yeah. as always. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Right, extreme fishing presenter. Oh. Green. Yeah. Oh, Robson Green. Love that. Mitch Green. Who's right, green? Funhouse presenter and 23 Keep and 0 sharpshooter. 23 and 0 Sharp. sharpshooter from Kent. Sharp. Yes. Sharp. Oh, Archie yes. Sharp. Guest presenter on Good Morning Britain from Essex. Not really a presenter. Shepherd. Right, no. an Irishman Sorry, who ben. beat Eubank and Ben. Collins. Yeah. Come on. Gemma Collins. Gemma right. Collins, yeah. Red Planet's Robot Wars presenter. Oh, that guy. Uh, Heavyweight from the oh, 50s. Craig, Craig, Craig Charles. Craig. Ah! Yes. Yo, come on. I think it's the last one. Go on then. Last, last one. Last one. Winner takes Say all. Say it ain't so, George. Yeah. Pointless host. Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year, 1937. Who's the other bloke? No, Ring Magazine 37. Um, 1937. Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year. 1937. Pointless host. I can see his face. Dougie. Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anna took the knife. fuck's sake. <laughs> Full house, wall house. In closing, before we let you go, yeah. So you're massively into fitness as well. Yeah. And so maybe you could go on Gladiators. I'd love that. Would you fancy that. that? I would love that. Did you used to watch it? Can you remember like Eunice Huttart and Two Scoops, Wesley Two Scoops Johnson? I, I remember Jet, Lightning, yeah. Rhino, Same. Shadow, Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Hunter. Fun fact about Wolf, I actually used to work, his brother is a press association football journalist, Jim Van Wyke. Big up Jim Van Wyke. <laughs> so I used to see him cool. at Arsenal Pressers and he's like, his brother's fucking Wolf, man. How mental is that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, oh my God, that would be the dream. Do you remember the Travelator? Oh yeah, do you reckon you could do it? Uh, I'd give it a go. Which was your favourite your favourite event? Hang, Hang tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, I'm a big up, fan of it. Yeah, I love a pull-up. Love so a I like gr- the, gun, strength. the gun one, you know, where they used to like shoot and you had to kind of run to behind little bits and like get something. I used to like that one. Or pudral, you know, yeah, the chill. Yeah, that'd be good. You'd be good at that. So the fitness, your fitness love. I think I said at the start, so I, I, I danced all my life. So right. and that was, you know, ballet tap, all that kind of stuff. That was sort of six days a week, but at the Royal Ballet School, sort of age 16, started going to the gym and I've always been into sport, running, swimming, all that kind of stuff. 
I like to train. I like the gym. George is the same. He feels exactly the yeah, same, just don't, don't you, George? Just don't go anymore. You, you love the gym, don't you? I don't push myself hard anymore, but I go to gym. Do you think you need it? I go to gym in my house now, yeah. yeah. Do I need it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you, you do, don't you train. Need, do you enjoy it, though? I don't enjoy not being nowhere near as fit as I used yeah. to be. Yeah, is that and hard? Yeah, it's, hor- it's horrible. That's yeah. the hardest thing. I could look how I want to look and I could feel it's the like way I want to feel and winning. then I can just ignore my family and every other responsibility <laughs> in, in the world. Ultimately, what, what do I prefer? Do you know what I mean? I'd rather talk to the kids and finish their lunches. I, I love it. And I do it more for my sort of mental space than anything. I don't, I don't do it for sort of aesthetics or anything like that. I don't, you know, strength train going, oh, I need to look a certain way. I do it with my headspace. It's it's genuinely got me through some really crappy times in my life, losing my brother um, and my dad and things like that, that I've, I've genuinely lent on exercise to sort of get me through those holes. And it really has, because I think having... Maybe you can relate a little bit to this of when you were a professional athlete is having the structure. I don't go to the gym every single day and lift a load of weights. I try and vary it up. I try and do a mixture of things, strength training, running, all that kind of stuff. I am massively into encouraging more women to to lift weights because it won't make you like Hulk Hogan or a She-Ra. It will just, you know, it, it is so beneficial. Give your bones, give your, give your mind, give your burning fat, all that kind of things. It will not make you massive, but it is a brilliant, brilliant thing to do. And I'm banging that drum all the time. I don't care what anyone says on social media. I like strength training. I think more women should be doing it for, for so many benefits. But for me, exercise is something that I enjoy, but also I, I feel like for me and my head and my mental space, that's that's kind of what I, I need to do. Says here you're a Garmin ambassador. I am. I'm wearing it today. Go on. So what? tell us more. Been a Garmin ambassador for the last year. Everyone should have a Garmin watch. They are the best. You know, battery life 11 days. What? Yeah. Is there any discount? Is there like a... Um, Friends and family. You can sort is, that out. Is there a code at the end? We can put Anna Warhouse, get a little discount. Yeah, and, and you get a few quid. little slice comes to you as well. I know I am an ambassador, but they are brilliant watches and I'm not just... Yeah, that's what that. all ambassadors they say. Are, yeah. They I are. They are actually wear sleep, this myself sleep body battery <laughs> you do all that all that and this thing yeah we need one more thing george yes. because we're bang on the time here and we can't let anna go without this we need this all right anna we ask every one of our guests to give us a ring walk track something that they would pick as their ring walk tune if they were ever to compete in the arena of boxing and we add it to our playlist on Spotify. We've had some amazing entries and we would love to hear your one. Could be anything. Okay, can I give you first my boxing name? Go on. The Raging Wall. Love that. That's brilliant. I would That's like to what say I came named, up with that myself, but someone else came up with that years ago when I first started and I was like, I'm keeping the it. The Raging Wall. See, I feel like mine's a bit niche maybe, but tears for fears rule the world. Oh, we haven't fears. had that, have we? Are you going to cry on the ring walk? That's, yeah. um, I love I like, that song. Uh, you, you, yeah, so that, that says a lot about you. So you want to get emotionally in the zone. It's just a banger, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone can sing along to it. You have a little dance when you come out. Where was, what's the venue? I really, I mean, I'm not just saying this. I thought Bournemouth is a brilliant place to work. I thought that stadium was awesome. Reckon you can sell really a ticket sunny. in Bournemouth? Oh, yeah, yellow shorts. Sell a ticket in Bournemouth. <laughs> You'd be all right. I'd be happy walking out anywhere, you know. York Hall, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> just give me a go. Promoters, that's what they like to hear. <laughs> Where's the best place to present we had Tom Hampon of another yes. Sky regular yep. cameraman yep. he Love said Tom. he said Manchester Arena is his favourite yeah brilliant Manchester is a great place as well Manchester he said that's kind of his favourite one in this country anyway possibly yeah I, do you know what genuinely I love York Hall 
I really put love that it. on a t-shirt. Why George Sloan, you're not going to fight your call. So Tears of Fears the tricks. Yeah. is the tune. I think I'd like to do a bit of a remix. Yeah, then. go on then. You know, I, you know when you stand there and there's one You one like song. the... Yeah. yeah, and then something kicks well, in. Something who like was Faithless. it? Someone... Bo- oh, that would be good. What, yeah. the, the one? Do, 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 yeah. Do, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Who boxed Nina Hughes the other day? Katie Healy came out to a Beyonce Megamix, three different right. Beyonce songs in one walk. See, that... that she grasped that opportunity. Yeah, she's like, this is my world title shot. I'm going to do it proper. Three songs in one. Do you think yeah. she saw Beyonce the week before? Yeah, 100%. Wembley. That's what Why it smacked not? of. Yeah. It's in my fact, moment. I'm going to go big. I'm going to have Stormzy doing a live, a live, you know, live gig. He'd be Stormzy. Yeah. 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 Done, though. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have he had you painted. No. He'd be like, Sto- sorry, Stormzy. Sorry, sorry Stormzy. Right, right. Do you, you know, know anyone else? Okay, if you could do it all again, George, <laughs> who would you have? Oh, I'd have the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I would have come out to Can't Stop if it was already done. Can't Stop. But then I would have picked something else. Yeah, because that's been done. Yeah, that's Klitschko. Klitschko, yeah. What about you? I don't know because I've got too many. I'd have like I'd have like take two steps and then it'd be a new song and then like <laughs> essentially there'd be a walk playlist. around. There'd be a playlist, yeah, and you could you download just have the whole a mega thing. Mix In fact, I'd probably have our playlist, which you can find on Spotify, the Ring Walk. You get for it via the link tree, and I'd just press shuffle. Okay, and just whatever came up, I'd be like every, Ross. Every ten seconds, do a new tune. I saw Tyson Fury at Brentwood Town Hall or whatever it was. No, yeah, yeah, Brentwood Essex way uh, still Hennessy shows. Yeah, against um, who he lost it to. It might have been John McDermott. It could have been that, and he walked down the stairs and then he went he literally went <laughs> and he ran up the stairs and then got a show me love came on and he danced to the ring it was hilarious he knows what he's doing Tyson <laughs> with the, uh, the ring walks the rage and wool needs a snack shout right, out let's to Spotify and Garmin yeah send yes. us a fucking Garmin yeah lovely thanks Anna thank you pleasure how about that then Deck? How about that, George? How about Anna Woolhouse being in the club officially? So that means we've got Johnny Nelson and Anna Woolhouse now. We could put together a pretty good production. Johnny's great, but I've got to be honest, a bit of a relief that um, Anna's in now as well, because between me and Johnny and maybe even you, we would this ship would be steering in all sorts of directions. But you know, she, she's used to the, the producers in her ear, the director in her ear, juggling those inner voices, which I always struggle with the inner voices in my head. Great to have Anna in the club, which makes her deck an elite club member. Yeah, do you know what I saw her doing just as she was leaving, actually? She hit the follow button on her podcast app. If you want to be like Anna, then you need to hit the follow button in your podcast app, please. We would very much appreciate it. The more people who hit their podcast app button follow, then, you know, we might get Tony Bell you on one day. And if you're feeling in any way like Matt Freeman or Ben Buchan, you could hit us up on the socials, GG Boxing Club, or you could even email us, George. Remind us one more time. Email is ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. You could leave us a five-star review on iTunes with a question and like some big up for the pod so that we know that, you know, you actually like the pod as well. And that will almost, that'll get you to the front of the queue, to be honest, for a Q&A yep. or for, you know, a shout out at the beginning or end of a pod. So uh, do that. They can check out our playlist, The Ring Walk on Spotify, which you can access via the link tree. Also within the link tree, one of its many branches mm-hmm. is the merch. Got your OnlyFans page. Yeah, so... <laughs> Saw a couple of uh, saw a couple of hoodies floating around the O2 uh, on Saturday. So Did you? you know, yeah, the movement is working. Also, if you feel like this is a bit of an advert to sell our merchandise, but you're thinking I don't want to hear any other adverts, you can listen to this podcast on Amazon Music. Okay, we're back one more time this week. One more time for for luck. Third time lucky on Friday. It's our Q and A episode part two. 
numero dos. You loved the first one. It was so nice. We had to do it twice. But until then, George, stay away from those parabens uh, and I'll see you Friday. Yeah, I hope I saw a hoodie that said no more parabens. No more parabens, yeah. In uh, the OC. See you, Dex. See you Friday. See you, mate.